time of the week again. It's the 28th of July, 2019, Sunday, 9.03 p.m. My name is James and this is Slopfest. Welcome, welcome back. It's your weekly dose of weirdness, an exploration into the minds of strange people doing oh so strange things. On this show, we like to take a couple of unbelievable and bizarre news stories, pit them against each other, and we try to find... Who's out here in the world, this world filled with weirdness? Who's out here doing it weirder this week? And, um, you know, I really don't want to waste any time getting into this first story because it's it confirms a suspicion that I've had for many years. Perhaps a contrarian uh, opinion slash suspicion. But, you know, pl- hey, please do do me... Do me the the kindness of hearing me out on this one. And I'm sure at the end of it, you'll either completely agree or totally disagree with me. <laughs> uh, sleep, as we all know, is an important part of life. And without a solid couple of hours tucked up in bed, we'd all be like the walking dead. Round of applause for that ripper of a joke there by whoever wrote this article. One man recently found himself struggling to breathe during his sleep and became determined to get to the bottom of his problem. You know, you might think doctor's visit, maybe, but not this guy. He thought in order to do so, he decided to set up a camera near his bed to find out what was happening during the night. However, looking back at the footage, the man soon found that there was a very simple explanation for his poor sleep. It turned out that his cat had been coming into his room at night and sitting on his face while he was sleeping. Photos of the man's findings were shared on Twitter, which you can see if you go over to slopfestpod.com. You'll see the post and pictures there uh, under the title of this episode. And uh, his post, it went viral, basically. 1.4 million likes, 360,000 retweets, thousands of people commenting on the post, sharing their thoughts. Many concerned that the pet was trying to suffocate its owner ring a ding ding we've found evidence f- that confirms my suspicion and my suspicion is yes contrarian opinion incoming cats are bastards all of them and they're all trying to kill us and harm us at all times of the day you're probably thinking james you've just had you've just had a bad experience with a cat once or twice several times all the time all the time because all cats suck forever and always and they're always trying to kill you but yes my grandpa did have a cat (laughs) when i was a kid he had a cat he had a siamese cat fucking this piece of shit looked evil looked it looked like it was up to some shit you know how you look at you look at the face of a dog and you go oh man's best friend you know would he a dog a dog would let me let me say this. A dog if you were if you were about to if you were clinging on to the edge of a burning building and you needed you're like, "Oh, I'm about to fall." Quick, Captain Ruffles. You're also very bad at naming pets in this scenario as well. <laughs> oh, Captain Ruffles. That's the name of your dog, by the way. <laughs> Thought I'd just be clear. Captain Ruffles, my favorite pet which is a dog and everyone's favorite pet. Help help me, please. That dog would come up to the edge, 
use his powerful jaw, maybe snag onto your t-shirt or maybe your wrist, and he'd and he'd help pull you to safety. A cat, on the other hand, and I did just see the new Lion King film, so I am p- potentially picturing some kind of scar-like scenario. Oh, sorry, so, uh, spoilers if you haven't seen The Lion King. It's been out for a fucking minute now. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> the original one, I mean, you know what I mean. Shut, Jay, I don't need to explain this. Shut up, me. If you were about to fall off a burning building and you had a cat, your cat's name is... What's a cat name? Alfonso. Oh, help me, Alfonso. <laughs> help. I'm about to fall off this burning building. And for, I guess dragging me back onto the top of this bel- burning building is helpful somehow. Anyway, it's a strange scenario that you're in. Help me, Alfonso. You would look up and you can picture it already in your mind's eye. Very Lion King. You would look up and see the cat perched at the at the edge of the building. Tall, looking down at you. His head's not tilted down, just his eyes. And he gives you he gives you a, a knowing a knowing stare, a knowing look, and then <laughs> swipes at you to kill you. That's all cats. Now, oh yes, <laughs> sorry, deviated from the story just a little bit. My grandpa had a Siamese cat, a real fuckhead of a cat, quite frankly. Uh, who would... Th- okay, so basically there was a hallway in my grandpa's house. At the end of the hallway, there was like a shelf or... Like, what do they call them? Like a buffet table or whatever, which is just a table but taller, I guess, and has drawers on it anyway. So there was like a table or shelf thing at the end of this hallway, or just around the corner. And he would... He'd wait there, hidden, hidden. You couldn't see him if you were coming down the hallway. And that's the other thing about cats. They're very premeditated. You know what I mean? They're up to something. Oh, they're up to something. And right as you right as you would exit the hallway, this bladed Siamese cat paw would just come out of nowhere and <sighs> just get you. It'd slap at you, you fucking. Oh, this piece of shit. Every morning he'd wait for you. Wait, just like it made his day to fuck your day up. You know what I mean? That's cats. <laughs> That's all cats. Um, surprise attacks. What's with cats and surprise attacks? Uh, don't they? They still have like the predator prey thing in them, don't they? So again, I don't know how we can trust them. We can't. That's what I'm trying to convey here. We cannot trust cats. Um, so I guess my official standpoint is that cats are calculated evil and can't be trusted. And that's a fact. One person said, your cat is trying to murder you. I couldn't agree more. Could not agree more. All cats are trying to murder us. Another person said, uh, you have sleep catnia. Now, I take issue with shit like this. This is... This is pro-cat propaganda, is what it is. Now, okay, history lesson. It's going to be very... (laughs) 
half a history lesson. We're going to learn a, a little bit about something. Public relations. Essentially created by this guy, Edward Bernays. The whole point of public relations is wartime propaganda was very uh, effective, I guess. So the powers that be were like, hey, why? what about peacetime propaganda? Edward Bernays, a psychology boy. Um, <laughs> was he a psychologist? I can't remember what exactly he was. And had some affiliation with Sigmund Freud, I think. Anyway, anyway, Bernays is like, Peace, peacetime propaganda. Can't use the word propaganda though because it got a little bit, got some negative connotations on that one. How about we call it public relations? And that's how public relations started. A lot of great stuff in there about how the tobacco industry, uh, waning number, like it, women was, weren't smoking cigarettes or were smoking less. So they created this whole campaign around calling cigarettes liberty torches or freedom torches or something like that and this whole pro campaign anyway numbers of women smoking went back up you get that you get the idea we're selling people on shit that they don't need propaganda i believe <laughs> that long-winded story to say this i believe all cat pictures and memes on the internet are pro cat propaganda that's right but who's making the pro cat propaganda i hear you asking very good question. Everyone who is a cat owner because they're being held hostage by their shitty cats and forced to make them look good. This is like some Cambridge Analytica shit altering the, the masses' perceptions of cats. Pro-cat propaganda. I'm st- we're starting... Okay. <laughs> we're starting a campaign. <laughs> um... I mean, we have to. We have to launch our own anti-cat campaign. I don't care. Look, s- there are more people here. Um, a, th- a third person said, uh, that cat seems sweet, but believe me, he's trying to kill you slowly. Someone else posted, I've woken up with my cat nose to nose, staring at me dead in the eyes in the middle of the night. What kind of, what kind of sweet, loving pet does that? What kind of animal does that? A killer. A different user replied, my cat used to sleep on my face too. I would wake up gasping for air because he was literally smothering me. Do we need any more evidence at this point? We make Okay, we have to make an anti-cat campaign. It's going to put a target on our backs, I understand that. But we need to get the message out. Okay, this is, a, this is bigger than us. This is a greater cause than us. Cats, cats are evil and people need to know. We need a hashtag. <laughs> we need a hashtag. Hashtag fuck cats. No, can't put that in because Twitter and Facebook and Instagram aren't going to make that searchable. Um, hashtag never trust a cat. Pretty good. <laughs> Pretty good. Then we can share our stories there about how, you know, oh, my cat smothers me when I'm sleeping. Ah, Yes, my grandpa had a Siamese cat. Oh, a similar story to mine. Um, hashtag cats kill. Great one. We. I'm sorry, but the the reign of cats is over. 2019, the reign of cats is over. It's done. Okay, I'm sick of it. 
They're not good. They suck. They're little fuzzy fuckheads. Hashtag little fuzzy fuckheads. May, may have to call them F-heads. <laughs> F-heads. Little fuzzy F-heads. All right? I've had enough of them. They're up to something. They're evil. They're trying to kill people. All of this evidence. Evidence, not anecdotal, by the way. Cold, hard, fact realities. Fact realities. Anyway, <laughs> sorry. That's our first story. We'll circle back to our cat campaign because hashtag cats kill and everyone knows it. Um, our next story here. A 26-year-old driver is facing a lengthy jail term after crashing his van filled with more than $200 million of the drug ICE into police pa- into parked police cars out the front of a Sydney cop shop. <laughs> if there's... I mean... There's nothing worse that you can crash your your van loaded with methamphetamines. There's nothing worse that you can crash into than a cop. This is like the kid. Was it last week's episode? The kid who's who uh, in I think it was Victoria or somewhere. His him and his friends were like hot boxing his car, and there was so much weed smoke that they crashed into a police officer and pinned him up against a car and broke his leg. Guys, the it's like the worst thing you can crash into when you've when you're doing crimes is a cop. Oh, a cop shop, by the way, because I had a look at the stats for like the first time. Uh, it turns out there are quite a number of Americans listening to this, way more than Australians. So, um, a cop shop, just a police station. Uh, New South Wales police say it is one of the easiest drug busts ever made and it would be fair to say the accused had a, quote, very, very bad day. Just rubbing salt in the wound. Just... (laughs) Oh, man. Now, Jeff, you're absolutely sure that we shouldn't split up... I mean, it's it's $200 million worth of methamphetamines. You want to put all our eggs in one basket and move it at one time. Absolutely Absolutely, guys. Nothing can go wrong. I'm going to take a quick detour past the cop shop. Well, it'd be great. I can't think of anything that could go badly. How do you crash into parked cars? Anyway, it's like whenever... Back when I had Foxtel, like, years ago, and I would see episodes of Cops or whatever, and a cop would pull someone over on the freeway, and the freeway is just... A barren sea of tarmac. You know what I mean? Like this, it's just empty road for miles. Cop pulls someone over on the side of the road. They get they get crashed into every single time with precision accuracy. How does that happen? Anyway, just before ten thirty a.m. on Monday, the Toyota High Ace allegedly hit the parked police car on Ethel Street in front of Eastwood Police Station. One of the police vehicles sustained significant damage, but no one was injured in the incident that was captured on CCTV. Again, if you go to slopfestpod.com, click on this episode, you'll see uh, pictures of, first of all, the hall. (laughs) The hall, like it's a YouTube video. Hey guys, welcome back. Today we're going to be looking at my van hall. Um, Not a lot of variety here today, just $200 million worth of methamphetamines. Uh, ignore the giant 
car crash damage that's happened to the front of my van. Hashtag van life. Hashtag shit happens. Hashtag cats kill. You know, um, don't worry about it. Uh, officers inside the station said they heard a loud crash, but by the time they went to investigate, the driver had gone. About an hour later, a senior police officer spotted the van traveling south toward Ride Bridge on Church Street and stopped the vehicle. Presumably, he stopped the vehicle because it was halfway fucked as shit. Because wait till you see the damage it did to these parked police cars. Like, I can't imagine what the van looked like after it drove off. Uh, the driver's suspicious behavior prompted the officer to search the vehicle, Detective Inspector Glenn Baker told reporters on Tuesday. I wonder who who looked more suspicious. The guy from last week with the cocaine under his toupee or the guy with a half-smashed-up van filled with $200 million worth of methamphetamines. I still think it's the guy with the toupee. <laughs> oh, man. He looked great. Our sweet, sweet cocaine toupee prints. Inside the van was 13 boxes, each containing 21 one-kilo bags of methamphetamine. In total, police seized 273 kilos of ice, which has an estimated street value of more than $200 million. This dude is for sure getting knifed in prison. I mean, you you lose $200 million worth of shit? Oh, man. I, I don't even, like, it's got to be worse than that, right? Like, I don't, hey, let's not get dark and grim here, but, I mean, you've got to be, like, losing fingers. Something's happening. Something's happening to you. And do you just kill someone who owes you $200 million? I've always wondered that. Killing them's got to be the last port of call, right? Because now you're never going to get your money back. You know what I mean? And, hey, just hashtag... Drug thoughts. Hashtag crime thoughts. Hashtag cats kill. With a haul of this size, this is now initiated uh, quite a significant investigation. Simon 226 was the man behind the wheel of the van and was arrested at the scene before being taken to Ridge Police Station, sorry, Ride Police Station, where he was charged with large commercial drug supply, negligent driving, and not giving particulars to the police. And we're also going to throw uh, this in there because when Jeff over here asked you for your license, you didn't fucking give it up. Okay? So that's also going to be one of the charges. I know. Maybe we'd overlook some shit with the two. We'd have some other stuff, more pressing issues. 200 pressing issues. But no, we've got to get you with everything. Crashing into a police vehicle with that amount of drugs on board is somewhat unheard of. He didn't apply for bail, and it was formally refused when the matter was heard in court. Uh, Baker said it would be fair to say that this man has had a very, very bad day. The quote, so nice, they included it twice. So, our second contestant is going to be the guy who was... I mean, I can't... You don't... You know, things happen that you don't plan for, obviously. But when something goes so fucking badly... I just, I don't, you can't help this guy. You crashed into a parked car, mate, with $200 million worth of methamphetamines in the back. No one can help you now. 
you fucked. You, they always say, you know, you can come back. You can come back from anything. Does anyone say that? <laughs> I don't know if they do, but they sure as shit aren't saying it to this fucking guy. You can come back from most things, except for losing $200 million worth of someone's shit by crashing into a parked cop car. Take a fucking defensive driving course before you get behind the wheel with with a couple hundred million dollars worth of shit in the back. Our third story. <laughs> naturists. Naturists or naturists? I'm going to go with naturists. In a Paris park have complained that voyeurs and exhibitionists are spoiling their naked enjoyment. Naturists in a Paris park have complained that voyeurs and exhibitionists, aren't they the exhibitionists, are spoiling their naked enjoyment. The nudists say they are being pestered in an area of the city's Bois de... Sorry, this is Bois de Vincennes. V-I-N-C-E-N-N-E-S. Vincennes, I'm pretty sure that's correct. Uh, Where the last two years they have been allowed to shed their clothes. So it's part of a park. Welcome to Bois de Vincennes. 70% of what you see is for families, barbecuing, enjoying the summer sun. 30% is for dicks and butts and other naked things. Welcome to Bois de Vincennes. An area of almost two acres of the park is set aside for naturists between April and October. And it's fucking... It's not only... How specific is that? Come on. Hey, guys, just so you're aware, so there's a line here. Once you cross that line, you better be naked. But only between April and October. (laughs) So, so specific. Two acres of this park is for getting naked, but only between the very specific months of April and October, thank you. Hey, put that dick away, it's November. (laughs) Don't know if I should be screaming, hey, put that dick away at 9.30 in an apartment building. Hey, that's fine. Um, When it opened in 2017, city officials insisted no inappropriate behaviour would be tolerated a message reiterated on a sign at the entrance to the zone. But a number of naturists have complained their peace is being disturbed by the, quote, reprehensible actions of some non-nudists. One Bernard told Le Monde... So he just gave his first name. One gentleman, his name was Bernard. They didn't even write that. A single Bernard told Le Monde, voyeurs and exhibitionists come and bother the women. He added, sometimes there's a police unit that comes, but if they don't catch anyone in flagrant delight, they can't punish anyone. Sorry? If they don't catch them in flagrant delight, are we talking about a couple jerky Jeffs out here? Everyone seems to be sort of talking their way around some shit here. Are we talking about a couple of jerky Jeffs hiding in the bushes? Others complained of, quote, perverts hiding in bushes. Good God. There it is. (laughs) There it is. Yes, we are. That is exactly what we're talking about. Hey, we come here at Bois du Vincennes to take my penis out. Of course, only between the months of April and October in 
again, a very specific two acres of this wonderful park. But no one should be able to look at it and touch themselves. This is my penis. My park. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. Jesus. Um, I'm not sure of what all the rules are like at a, at a nudist thing. Surely it's just very straightforward. You can be naked here. That's it. Nothing else. No jerky Jeffs. No sizzling Susans. I don't even know what the fuck that means. What is a sizzling Susan? Any, we're not going to. Anyway, let's all back away from that one. <laughs> hey, me and you, let's walk away from that one and act like that wasn't said. What does that mean? Anyway, the local mayor, Catherine Baradiel Baz. Talk, talk about a great last name. Great last name. Said police had been asked to increase park patrols after reports of uh, after reports after reports of voyeurism and exhibitionism. But the police commissioner Hugo Arreur said uh, he had not received any formal complaints this year. Laurent Luft, the president of the Paris Naturists. Naturist Association, who was involved in choosing the Bois de Vincennes site, said uh, as a a naturist zone that uh, problems were being exaggerated. After I... This is a quote from Laurent Luft. After I heard of these complaints, I spoke to a male friend who goes to the naturist area every single day. He told me he'd never seen any sordid activity or activities that don't correspond to the idea of naturism. He admitted the experience might be different different for women. Quote, if I was a woman, I'm not sure I'd go there, but lots of female friends do. Any, okay, I mean, let's continue with this quote. Uh, any nudist area like a beach or even an ordinary beach where there are women in bikinis will attract an element of frustrated men. Laurent, what the fuck did you just say? Look, my friend said he goes to the park and he said he doesn't see anyone jerking it, okay? Might be different for women, but women just shouldn't go, what the fuck? I hate when it's like, it's the, oh, it's the person who's doing nothing wrong. They just shouldn't go. Why should they have to miss out? It's the people who are jerking it in the bushes who need to be caught and like taken away. (laughs) they're the problem everyone's always like ah yes i know who the problem here is the victim awesome rad not the dude doing the shady shit no no the victims fucking idiot france is one of the world's leading naturist destinations with 4.7 million nudists 2.1 million of them french according to the french federation of naturism uh, today has been arrested in the Bois de Vincennes Nature Zone. Sorry, today? Nobody, quote, nobody has been arrested in the Bois de Vincennes Nature Zone. It's a beautiful place, and if we abandon it, then the voyeurs have won, except they haven't, because then they wouldn't have anyone to look at, Luft said. This fucking guy. This fucking guy. So... Again, this article did a pretty good job avoiding saying that uh, people are just jerking it in the bushes to people in the nude zone, which is essentially what's happening. 
And this guy's like, <laughs> what? A, what? A, like he's like, laughed is like this is the f-. Laurent laughed is like this is the hill I'm dying on, okay. They may take our nudist park again only between the months of April and October, but they will never take my nudity. A very, uh, <laughs> what's that movie? Braveheart. A very Braveheart like speech, I bet he gave at the French Naturist Association meeting. Uh, yeah, because he's upset that. <laughs> We can't let the Jerky Jeffs win. And hey, if we do leave, then they've got no one to jerk it to. Double-edged sword. This Laurent Luff guy. Fucking hell. What a weird cunt. Um, so that's, that's... These are our contenders this week. We've got... A couple of jerky Jeffs ruining a nudist park for everyone. Thanks a lot. The strangest nudist zone that I've ever heard of. Only between... It's like... It's like... um, You know how they have like hunting seasons? <laughs> it's like... You're allowed to shoot uh, brown bears between uh, May and August. And that's it. Okay. Oh, yeah. This park? Yeah. Two hectares of it. You can get your dick out. But please keep it between April and August. And Sorry, October. <sighs> Don't want to be giving out the wrong information. Uh, then we've got the guy who crashes a van with $200 million worth of fucking meth into police cars. And then we have a man whose cat's trying to kill him. As much as I want to say... <laughs> still the weirdest part to me is that it's a section of the park between certain months that is so strange to me but of course the winner this week is the fucking is cats cats are the winners this week more attention needs to be brought to this honestly it's like me in a room you know with a microphone and an internet connection it's not enough you know i'm not we're not we're not reaching enough people here, okay? The message of hashtag cats kill isn't reaching critical mass. It's not getting out there, okay? We need some kind of... If someone has a database of people that we can email, try... Hey, first of all, try and keep it on the DL, okay? I don't want, I don't want this to become some Cambridge Analytica shit, but we've got to get the message out. I mean, come on. Here's what we'll do. <laughs> I'll tell 10 friends. You tell 10 friends, and then you get those friends to tell 10 friends. This is how we're going to do it. We're going to grassroots Cambridge Analytica, the hashtag cats kill movement. Okay. I don't want to make, uh, please, the S is so important. I don't want to make a movement where we are killing cats. That's not what I'm doing. It's not cat kill, it's cats kill. We want to put the onus on the cats. The cats are the murderers, okay? Please do not let pro-cat propagandists change this movement into cat kill because I've seen similar things done before and I refuse to have it happen now. Hashtag never trust a cat. Hashtag cats kill. Very important. Very important. 
That's our winner this week. Murderous, evil, calculated, pernicious cats. That's going to do it for this episode. <laughs> Head over to slotfestpod.com to get more in-depth show notes. Images, bespoke cover art, artisanally handcrafted, upcycled, Etsy-ready cover art. Uh, and, you know, more in-depth show notes, everything for, for this and previous episodes. Slop a follow on the socials to be notified when new episodes go live. And while you're there, buddy, shoot me a message. Let's have a chat. Let's have a chat. Hashtag cats kill. And we'll have a bloody chat about it at Slopfest Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Feel free to send in your, if you find any weird uh, news stories or you've got a weird new, weird story of your own that you'd like to share. Uh, or you can submit them to slopfestpodcast at gmail.com. I do a reply to all the messages and the DMs. People tend to send things in through uh, the messages. They don't want, <laughs> very telling that uh, they're like, hey, look, I found this weird thing. Go talk about it on your podcast. Didn't write it on the wall, though. I don't want people to know that I'm looking up this shit. But uh, you go put your name on it. <laughs> um, which I, hey, I am more than happy to do. And I'm more than happy. I don't want to make it sound like I'm shitting on anyone who submits it through messages. I totally get it. Hey, it's these. Hey, everything's about direct messages these days, okay? You don't need to explain yourself, all right? Fuck me, okay? Fuck this guy. Pointing to myself. Um, yeah, send, send in your stuff. We'll also have a bloody chat. Um, yeah, that's going to do it. Share it with a friend. If you dare... Oh, reverse psychology. Um, let's do some um, Edward Bernays stuff. Uh, reverse psychology. I'm pretty sure he didn't come up with that. Uh, don't don't share it with a friend this week. <laughs> don't tell anyone about it. Got him. Um, this is episode 33 of Slopfest. Please come back for episode 34. Again, don't forget to spread the hashtag. Uh, never trust a cat. Cats kill. We know that they can't be trusted. Hello? Hello? Is anyone there? <sighs> okay, that was weird. I guess there's no one there. <coughs>